Hey everyone, this is Austin here. I wanted to hop on here again and say thank you for listening and thank you for your time. Today, I again got to sit down with my guest, Brother Lawrence, and I hope you enjoy the episode. They were imprisoned. They were tortured. Uh, the majority of the uh, of the apostles were straight up murdered. Mm-hmm. They faced persecution and strife everywhere they went. If you were going to write about a false messiah, somebody you just made up, why would you suffer the loss of everything you have? King Nebuchadnezzar has a dream mm-hmm. of this big statue. God gives him this dream of this big statue. Yeah. And he doesn't, he, he loses sight of, or he, when he wakes up, he knows it was a dream, but he can't remember it. So what does he do? He calls all the magicians, all the astrologers, everyone in his kingdom of Babylon to, to help him find, to, to remember this dream, basically. That's another reason why we can, the, just the validity of the Bible and Jesus himself, his prophecy. Like oh, yeah. His, history coming to fruition exactly how the bible says it would like, uh, yeah i've asked people this i'm like do you believe in alexander the great right you're gonna say yes of course, of course. history says so right of course yeah. yeah and then you tell them like you know that everything written about alexander was written 400 years after his death the lord knew yeah. absolutely knew that we would live in a time yep. where people would absolutely question creation and the flood and lo and behold those are two of the biggest arguments in the world today wow we are still finding tissue of dinosaurs to to this day with nerves with they're spongy with spongy tissue episode we discussed about kind of like spiritualism uh ndes or near-death experiences and some some will use this experience specifically the you know the near-death experience or any experience for example if it's some sort of miracle or uh something to to use as a a springboard if you will to say that all paths lead to God. Mm-hmm. That uh, because this happened, or this experience, or so on and so forth, there's all these different areas or avenues that people use to springboard to springboard onto the uh, belief system, if you will, to say that okay, whether you're Muslim, Hindu, Buddhist, uh, if you're Christian, if you're you don't believe in anything, agnostic, atheist, you're all going to the same place. Yeah, and it's the spiritual is the spiritual manifestation of the ecumenical movement of Rome. Mm, because yeah. uh, for those who don't know, the ecumenical movement of Rome is the idea that we all worship the same God in different ways, and all these yep. paths lead to heaven. That's the ecumenical movement, exactly. And what you see, like even. Uh, yeah, from like some of the news press releases that uh, Pope Francis will give, he'll say um, Muslims are brothers and sisters. Right. Muslims, you know, when the Bible is quite clear that it, we are the, the we're all the same race. We're you know we're all humans. 
Hmm. We're all human beings. We that's clear, right? Right. No, there's no person that's better than anyone anybody else, and we're not claiming that. But, um, but Jesus is saying that he is ex- there's there is exclusivity, like that is real and it's true. But a lot of people will say no, exclusivity is not true because whether it's Allah, like you were saying, or whether it's um, someone some other way, different path up the mountain, if you will. To, yeah. f- to see, to believe in God, or to be in heaven. But the reason why I brought that up too is because uh, that's what like the near, the near death experience does. Is everybody sees the same thing? They see the light, regardless yeah. of their belief system or background. And so that's an interesting, uh, yeah, interesting belief that people have when the Bible says that. You know, Jesus specifically. I've heard that phrase. He's either a liar or he. No, he's a lunatic or a liar. Or he was actually who he claimed to be, the son of God, right. God in human flesh. Yeah, and the fact remains that every religion, every belief system claims exclusivity. Every single one um, says that through their belief system, that's how you reach uh, heaven or you, you reach the, of heaven. Yeah, the yeah. highest state of existence or anything like that. Every religion cl- uh, uh, claims exclusivity. Uh, you see Christianity getting attacked in particular because Satan knows Christianity is true. Mm-hmm. If you just take into account the fact that of all world religions, of all belief systems, of all worldviews, what is the one that is attacked the most? It's Christianity. Mm-hmm. Why is it that so many other religions, they may have like one, two, you know, three versions of their holy books, but you see how muddy the waters are in Christianity with, uh, you know, at one point there were, there have been over 40,000 different denominations. There are so many revisions and rewrites and versions of the Bible. Why is the devil working that hard against Christianity? Mm -hmm. Because he knows it's true now within, and because he's muddied the waters so much that because he's trying to, He's trying to make sure that exclusivity is tainted by seeing some by the world being filled with so many backwards beliefs and unbiblical doctrines and things like that, because he understands that in Christianity is the is, as Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. No man cometh unto the father except by me. Right. That is a claim of exclusivity. And of course, people are going to say that Jesus was a a lunatic, a liar or is true. And so the question is, how can we as Christians claim the same thing as every other religion, that it's only through Christ? How can we make the same claim as everyone else and still say it's true? Well, again, like in the last episode, by the merits of Jesus, if he were lying, if he were a lunatic saying, I am the Messiah, I am the Son of God, the, you're going to see me coming in the right hand, uh, standing at the right hand of the Father and coming in the clouds of heaven. Mm-hmm. If he were a liar, it, like if any one of us said something like that, like there, yeah, that would be straight up blasphemy. Mm-hmm. And Jesus, of course, was accused of blasphemy. But the fact remains that the thing which the thing which validated every last one of his claims which proves he was not a lunatic proves he was not a liar was that he was raised up from the dead 
his resurrection proved the exclusivity of the faith that he taught it proved who he was because the father would the neither the father nor the holy spirit would have raised him up if he was lying in any way as we talked about in the last episode jesus is the only sinless person to ever live if he were lying that would be breaking commandment number nine mm-hmm. and he so, couldn't be that perfect sacrifice exactly for all his resurrection alone proves that all of his all of his claims were true and as paul said the very foundation of our faith is the resurrection of jesus christ and the lord made it uh, the Lord made his resurrection clear before the eyes of hundreds of people. Right. Oh, yeah, way over 500. Yeah. And and so his resurrection is the very foundation of our faith as it should be. And his resurrection proves every one of his claims to be uh, to be true. He wasn't insane, he wasn't a lunatic, and he certainly wasn't a liar because the father proved it by mm. raising him up. And even a lot of people will say um, that, okay, well, you're just getting that he raised from the dead from the Bible. Mm-hmm. You know, show me where else in the, show me, yeah, but you're using the Bible. That's just, you're just using what you already have, what you already believe in to prove your point. Well, history is so clear on this matter. It's not simply in the Bible. And at the same time, the Bible is the oldest history book in the world. That's where people, people get the dis- Bible people discount that so much and they pass that by is that not only is the bible inspired and it's the word of god but it is a history book yeah it's a it's a collection of historical manuscripts right even atheists and unbelievers use it uh, uh, like even unbelieving uh, archaeologists they'll carry a bible with them because it's so accurate right and they're finding locations um that are only written about in the Bible with such total accuracy that it can't it can't be denied. So answering that objection is in t- is in two forms. Like yeah, we do use the Bible and we do believe it because it is the inspired word of God. But it is a collection of uh his uh historical manuscripts written over 2400 years. Yeah, maybe 1600 or so, yeah. Okay. Maybe yeah, yeah, well, about yeah. 1600. Yeah. And a lot of these writers uh, these authors of the various books of the Bible never met each other, mm-hmm. and yet their accounts are are completely in line with each other's because yeah. it's the same Holy Spirit right. that went through each one of those men. Mm-hmm. So of course it's going to be accurate. the The patriarchs, the prophets, uh, everyone they didn't have to meet each other because they're all led by the same infallible and omnipotent source. Right, and just going back to what I said a little bit ago, people will say that, okay, you're using the Bible. Okay, let's, for for that sake, let's take the Bible out of it. Mm-hmm. History itself, that is one of, the, it is the pinnacle, even our timeline, A.D., B.C., mm-hmm. before Christ, that's how our timeline is. Um, but that is the pinnacle moment in all of history is Christ's coming upon the scene on the earth. Mm-hmm. His, his, crucifixion his death his burial his resurrection but even like i said apart from the bible you can find this everywhere scattered throughout history oh, yeah. ancient papyruses ancient manuscript you There's can find so much extra biblical text confirming y- yeah you you don't need to 
you don't need just the Bible. We know and we believe the Bible and what it says because it's true, but you don't, you, you, there's so many extra biblical texts that say the exact same thing. And it just, yeah, just for if there's any, you know, maybe there's someone wondering, well, what about apart from the Bible? It, it, history itself. And like, what about for like, any, even for anything else, not even biblical or where do we get our historic facts from? Where do we get history from? From people eyewitnessing, from people recording things down, mm. from people um, from ages ago writing these things down as an eyewitness or as um, this is where we get history from. That's how history is made. Yeah. And the Bible was part of that. And even, yeah, all these extra biblical things, even in like the things that you're learning in school. Yeah. Y- you know, there you have to have some sort of faith and trust that that history is true because somebody wrote it before exactly and recorded it down and some people will make the argument that oh well the the apostles what they what they wrote was uh you know it's just made up right and uh, they just wrote it so they could have something to follow but historically it just can't be that way what they wrote what they believed what they followed had everything taken from them, they lost reputation, they were imprisoned, they were tortured. Uh, the majority of the uh, of the apostles were straight up murdered. Mm-hmm. They faced persecution and strife everywhere they went. If you were going to write about a false messiah, somebody you just made up, why would you suffer the loss of everything you have yeah. to follow this that is in complete opposition of what your country like Israel mm-hmm. believed in it doesn't make any sense that they would write about right. Jesus in that way when they only suffered loss and plus that's not how myths are written look at any other source whether it's Roman Greek Norse or anything their heroes their saviors they're big strong they're brutish they right. don't fail they don't yeah they have short uh, shortcomings but then it's overcome in some uh, some like grandiose sort of way mm-hmm. where they're using their their muscles they're using like all sorts of stuff myths and legends always take the same form but you look at Jesus as we read in Isaiah 53 he was meek right he didn't come as a big burly guy looking to overthrow government as the as the Jews believe to this day messiah is supposed to be yeah they believe he's supposed to be a political figure yeah mm-hmm. and but what you see in Jesus is that uh, like in verse 2 of Isaiah 53 he came as an ordinary looking man there's nothing extraordinary about him in terms of his looks. He looked like you and me, just like an average guy. You walk down the road, you would have never noticed him just from mm-hmm. the physical appearance. And the fact that he suffered, he was humiliated, and that he forgave his enemies. He didn't seek retribution. Yeah. He didn't seek any of those things that typical myths and legends talk about. He showed something totally different, which also lends credence to the exclusivity of uh of the christian faith the biblical christian faith because it's just not written in the way you would expect even in the old testament you see that one of the things that verify the scriptures as true historical documentation and not made up things is the uh, i forget the actual phrase for it but it's the idea of embarrassment um Mm. when you look at the old testament and how it's written more often times than not 
Israel is being rebuked. Yeah. Israel it, is doing terrible things. They mess up. It just shows reality of messing up. Yeah. And you show, especially look at all the kings. There are a handful that did good. Right. The majority of them messed up in like the wildest ways. Mm-hmm. That, that on its own, the issue of embarrassment, it shows that these are actual historical manuscripts. These aren't made up legends. Right. Even when you see someone like um, uh, like uh, Moses, right? Moses gave up uh, gave up wealth, he gave up power, he gave up everything just to suffer with uh, with the people of God. Mm-hmm. Myths and legends don't typically do that. Mm-hmm. You know, they're after riches. They're they're rewarded with something worldly. In the end, Moses, uh, in the end, through his repentance, mm-hmm. will. Um, I mean, like he is in heaven, but you know, you see the suffering of God's people. You see the suffering of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. You see humiliation that lends credence to the exclusivity of the Bible and yeah. its truth. And yeah, just one little side note here. You said Moses is in heaven. Some people might be like, oh, eyebrows jump. Well, you just said in the last episode that we go into the grave when we die. Yes, that's true. But like Enoch or Elijah or Moses. And the 24 elders. And, yeah, and there are special cases where people actually are, like prophets are in heaven. Mm-hmm. But as a whole, God, it's very, you know, it's very clear what happens. You lie in the grave. Yeah. But like if you read uh, in the book of, was it First Kings? Um, talking about Elijah going up to heaven in a chariot, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's first, first or Second Kings. I think what you're talking about, the embarrassment of all the stories in the Bible and just the things that had happened. Some may look at those and go, oh, well, I'm not going to believe in the Bible because why would it record this history? Why, re- why would it say something about this? Or uh, why would it record something in this way? Or whatever it may be, it, it just shows the reality of what humans are capable of. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we can be wicked people. If, if we don't have God in our lives in the lord of our lives we can be we are capable of some disgusting things mm-hmm. and the bible is just laying out the reality of if you don't follow the lord these things happen mm-hmm. and because you're left to your own guide you're le- you're trying to you're trying to determine yourself well i mean following the enemy satan but if you don't have the lord guiding you and with you and you're the Bible is just basically saying these things are, it's just reality. These terrible things happen because mm-hmm. it's just true. You don't have the Lord, like in a, in the disgusting, you know, with people, right. some of the stories you hear like, oh, well, that's gross. Yeah. It's just the reality of what happened because yeah. they're messing up or even. I mean, think of Lot. I, that, right. And his two daughters. Yeah. I mean, that's an extremely embarrassing thing. Right. But nonetheless, Incest, it's right. true. Right. To keep their seed alive, they got lot drunk with wine yeah and and, it, and yeah. he even says that you know because lot chose the wrong place to live right he was vexed with the filthy communication of those mm-hmm. in sodom and gomorrah and that's what happens if we choose to live in a place where we're just surrounded by such disgust and depravity what else is your mind gonna do and his his daughters were raised in that environment mm. They weren't, I mean, they weren't following the Lord as closely as they should. And so rather than seeing the judgment 
of Sodom and Gomorrah and the surrounding uh, cities for what they were. They thought they were the last people on earth. They're like, all right, yeah. we got to have babies. We have to, yeah, we got to preserve this, our seed. But you even see it's even more embarrassing than that because they had to get him drunk. Right. Twice. Yeah, twice. Each each, <laughs> each of his daughters. Yeah. So if it, the Bible just through the truth that can, that can show like really embarrassing, mm-hmm. like shameful things really does show that it's a, it's a book of historical manuscripts but all serve a lesson in the end of pointing right. toward God and the importance of following him. Right. Even when Lot was uh, even when Lot was running, you see that his wife's heart was not in the right place and she turned back, which which has has a connection to when Jesus says uh, when the abomination of desolation shows mm-hmm. uh, shows himself, don't turn back. Mm-hmm. Right? Flee. Right. And but for you know in seventy A.D. you know uh, the well in sixty eight when the Roman army came and everyone in Jerusalem could see it the Christians who believed in Christ and you're 60, fled yeah sixty six sixty six oh yeah sorry sorry sixty six yeah sixty six A D. and uh and then the Roman army withdrew mm-hmm. for some reason some reason. <laughs> but then the Christians knew that this was Jesus mm-hmm. that Jesus said this was going to happen time to go those who didn't believe in Jesus a few years later Jerusalem was sacked and, and yeah and even in Luke it says when you see the abomination of desolation and the armies are compassed about mm-hmm. like he lays it out but yet you would only be able to see that if you believed Exactly. That Jesus said who he said he was and that what he said was true. And that's why they escaped. And while those who didn't flee, over a million Jews were killed by the Roman army. Yeah. Over a million. But yet God gave that warning. That's another reason why we can, the, just the validity of the Bible and Jesus himself, his prophecy. Like oh, yeah. His, history coming to fruition exactly how the bible says it would like uh, yeah even even looking for example one prophecy going to the book of daniel daniel chapter 2 king nebuchadnezzar has a dream mm-hmm. of this big statue god gives him this dream of this big statue yeah and he doesn't he he loses sight of or he when he wakes up he knows it was a dream but he can't remember it so what does he do he calls all the magicians all the astrologers everyone in his kingdom of babylon to to help him find to to remember this dream basically mm-hmm. and but they can't do it yeah. they can't because only god is the one who can reveal anything right but they can't do it so who does he call um daniel who is a hebrew a follower of god he goes oh, oh no no because of this yeah sorry i'm forgetting a point because they couldn't find because they couldn't uh give him the dream he puts out this decree to kill all the wise men like fast yeah. and uh, it says really like hastily i think it says mm. and then daniel it comes to daniel he hears about it and he goes why is this decree from the king so hasty mm-hmm. and he you know he explains to him why and daniel goes well god will like god is the revealer of dreams Mm-hmm. And so he said, he's like, bring me, what did he say? Bring me to the king or something like that, paraphrasing. And, right. and told the king, he said, God, I, you know, I can give you the dream. God is the one who gives the dream, like interprets the dreams. Mm-hmm. So Daniel gives him, Daniel prays. And Nebuchadnezzar is like, okay, well, this, this little Hebrew, this Hebrew says that he's going to recall, or God's going to bring him this dream back, right? Mm-hmm. 
Even the embarrassment for the for the king to bring a slave into his court. Yeah, some low Hebrew. Yeah. Right? But yet. And then Daniel prays and God gives him the dream and Daniel brings it into the king. And it that dream is prophetic. He lays out history as we know it. Because um, King Nebuchadnezzar was Babylon, and he shows this big statue with these colors and these the gold, bronze, silver, um, iron, mm-hmm. right? And he lays out this, how it, it says each kingdom, what's going to come after Babylon, that a kingdom's going to overcome Babylon, and then that kingdom's going to overcome, and so on and so forth. Yeah. And it lays out history. And it's just amazing how God knew that would happen. And even further, and, when talking about Daniel... First off, amen, because the weight of prophetic fulfillment was enough to bring me to believing that the Bible was true. Mm-hmm. The Lord used different, uh, a couple different things to get me to start believing, but the weight of a prophetic fulfillment not just coming true in general, but especially before the end times began, came true in the timing, the way, shape, manner, and in chronological order. Yeah, like people, perfectly. Yeah, people don't realize that the, especially the Old Testament prophecies, they came true in the way, shape, manner, and chronological order that they were said. Mm-hmm. But even even with that, all you have to do is read Daniel 11, mm. because Daniel 11 shows everything, uh, everything from Alexander the Great, the four yeah, generals Greece. that came uh, that yeah. came after him, mm-hmm. where their uh, where their um, kingdoms yeah. would be, and how that ultimately goes to uh, goes to Rome. The end of time as well. Yeah, yeah. Daniel eleven is proof positive mm-hmm. that the Lord knows what He's doing. He has prophets, and the prophecies are true. Daniel eleven alone right. uh, proves it all, mm-hmm. and. And the other thing is, when it comes to biblical prophecy, they've all come true. Yeah, every single one. Yeah, without exception. The only ones that are left, their harbingers have already shown. They are set to be fulfilled. Right. And when studied with honesty and integrity and allowing the Lord to interpret these things for you and... Uh, backing it up with verified historical documentation, you see that this isn't just some book. Right. This truly is inspired. There's no way that people could have written about this. Daniel wrote chapter 11 way before Alexander was even a thought. Mm -hmm. And speaking of that, when it comes to the exclusivity of, uh, of the Bible and the exclusivity of the Christian faith that the Lord Jesus brought, the the fact of the matter is that educated atheists know that Jesus existed. Mm-hmm. They know. There's too much written about him. There is more right. written about Jesus than some of the most prominent figures in all of human history. For example, I've asked people this. I'm like, do you believe in Alexander the Great? Right. I'm going to say yes. Of course. of course. History says so, right? Of course, yeah. yeah. And then you tell them, like, you know that everything written about Alexander was written 400 years after his death. Mm -hmm. But then you look at the manuscripts that talk about Jesus. The the earliest account on that little, there's like a little uh, slip. I think it's from the book of Mark or something. It's dated to within 
uh, within um, somewhere around 10 to 35 years after the crucifixion. And some would say within 10 years, mm. like five or 10 years. That is an extremely early account right. where eyewitnesses can still write about what they themselves saw. Right. But people believe in Alexander the Great, his accomplishments, but not that of Jesus, when there were no more eyewitnesses to write about Alexander. What we see about Jesus were eyewitnesses. Mm -hmm. Even when it came to the epistles of Paul, he was given those by, by revelation, but think of his, like, his change on the road to Damascus. He was an eyewitness as well. Yeah. Right. And the, he was obviously chosen to act the part of an apostle uh, through all the things that the Lord did through him. Paul even said that it was part of like my verse of the day today. Uh, that he learned these things not through what man taught, but by revelation of Jesus Christ. And of course, mm. like with any other author in the Bible, it go it lines up perfectly with the rest of Scripture. Right. And that's why Peter even said uh, that uh, Paul's writings were part of Scripture. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in Second Corinthians, uh, I'm sorry, Second Peter chapter three, he says that as our brother Paul speaks about, mm -hmm. like. He, some things hard to rest you know yeah 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 because there's paul speak right some things yeah some people twist because they rest to their own destruction peter says mm -hmm. but it's just like prophecy is one of those things which yeah it, it talks about it's prophecy is amazing because it's literally a divine prediction that comes to pass like there's no getting around it mm -hmm. Hi history was a prediction and prophecy like all of history that we look back it was prophecy and it all came past it all came to it all was true and it all happened just as the bible said it said it was which shows and which goes to show the sovereignty of god yeah but it yeah it shows god's sovereignty but it shows not only the exclusivity but it shows that the bible is true it shows that god's word is true it shows that all the the facts that we see in the Bible, that the things that we read, they're true. And it's just amazing to me because, um, yeah, he, uh, I think Second Peter, he talks about we have a sure word of prophecy. And then he goes on the next verse to say when it comes to prophecy that no scripture or no um, prophecy of the, of the scripture is of any private interpretation. Mm -hmm. So we can't, when we see prophecy or we see something in the Bible, we can't put our own definition or our own, what we, oh yeah, maybe I think this happened or I think this happened. We have to go, you let the Bible speak for itself, basically. Amen. And as far as prophecy goes, you notice what Satan has done. There are two, since we're talking about Peter, there are two primary things that um, unbelievers will argue against. Creation, the special mm. creation uh, of, uh, of God, and the flood of Noah. Mm -hmm. What's amazing about prophecy is that that argument was prophesied <laughs> exactly. in Second Peter. In right. Second Peter 3, starting at, where should I start? Uh, verse 3. Knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days, our days, scoffers walking after their own lusts and saying where is the promise of his coming for since the fathers fell asleep all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation for this they are willingly ignorant of willingly ignorant of yeah that by the word of god 
the heavens were of old and the earth standing out of the water and in the water. So there's creation. Whereby the world that then was being overflowed with water mm-hmm. perished. Uh, but the heavens uh, and the earth, which are now by the same word, are kept in store, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. So it was part of prophecy that the arguments of unbelievers against creation and Noah's flood would take center stage. And this was 2000 years ago. Yeah. So the Another, Lord, that's true in <laughs> itself. The Lord it validates knew, once again. The Lord yeah. knew, absolutely knew that we would live in a time yep. where people would absolutely question creation and the flood. And lo and behold, wow. those are two of the biggest arguments in the world today. Wow. Just it, that's what I'm saying. It's amazing. Yeah. Prophecy and just the Bible and how accurate. It is like, and this is Peter, <laughs> who people argue like he just, just he was one of the apostles that just wrote about a myth, right? Uh, and right. yet, two thousand years ago, he was given this inspiration to say like, "Hey, in your day, our day, right? People are going to argue against creation and the flood." Wow, prophecy fulfilled, and the atheists and unbelievers don't even realize it. And yeah, but that's the thing; it says willingly ignorant of. Yeah, they can study they, it. They, yeah. It's all out there. The evidence is all out there, but they're willingly ignorant of it. Wow. That, it just, going again, like just, again, that it puts another piece to the... Exclusivity puzzle. Yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. Like, <laughs> it, it, it fits in another, like, it just adds on to the, being the exclusivity of Jesus. Amen. Like, he, Jesus said, like you said before... I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man can come, um, go to the Father but by me. Like Jesus is the one. If we're seeking eternal life, if we're seeking heaven, if we're seeking to, God gives us the opportunity to live for eternity. Hmm. Forever and ever and ever and ever. Never to die again. It's through Jesus. It's not through Muhammad. It's not through Allah. It's not through buddha it's not through i mean there's so many false prophets and false christs and false teachers false leaders and who that satan has raised up for a purpose and that no but jesus says you know it's through me there is something very important that needs to be said Mm -hmm. when it comes to jesus being the exclusive way to heaven as as peter said one of the things that people were going to argue against and challenge is creation. Jesus is the creator God. Mm. To to argue to argue against and and believe that the special creation is wrong is to argue against Jesus who is the truth. And many many well-meaning souls have been duped into believing that evolution is true Mm. and there's even been this sort of uh uh you know trying to mix uh, false things with the bible by saying all right well god used evolution yeah i've heard that before and here's the issue so i hope that if there's anybody listening uh to this podcast will if you believe in evolution or theistic evolution, theistic evolution being that God uses evolution, I want you to consider this. That theistic evolution, or which is just a 
form of Darwinian evolution. To say that the Lord used that is to undermine the entire gospel that Jesus uh, that Jesus gave. And the reason I say that is because evolution says that there was death, disease, and suffering before sin. Jesus came to eliminate sin, to do away with death, to conquer death, and that death only came into the picture because of sin. Evolution says that there was death before sin, which undermines the gospel and makes trivial the sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross. Because if there was, if there was death before sin, mm-hmm. what did Jesus die for? It makes his sacrifice absolutely useless. Mm-hmm. And so, but you see the first death in the Bible, like we talked about, was the death of that lamb and its skin was used to cover Adam and Eve after they sinned Mm -hmm. to believe in evolution and to not believe in the creation that Jesus himself performed is to essentially mock what he did for you and me Mm. by saying it was our sin doesn't produce our death our sin doesn't it didn't bring disease no those things were in the world before yeah and that's a pretty common uh, even among professed Christians, they bring in evolution with creation when the Bible, even in that sense, is exclusive to creation. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, creation is the way that God made all things. Mm-hmm. Like you're saying, Jesus is the one who created all things. And evolution, I'm just kind of repeating what you said, undermines that. And you, you can't, they don't work together. No, they're they, mutually they exclusive. Yeah, they don't, you cannot have, you, you cannot have Uh, pick evolution and you cannot pick God because they directly contradict each other. And there are some out there who will modify that by saying, well, yes, there was death and death, disease and suffering for animals. But then when Adam and Eve came, that's still inconsistent because the first death of an animal was that lamb. Just makes me think of your worldview is how you view the world. Your foundation is everything. Yeah. If you don't have that foundation, if you don't believe in the biblical creation, biblical creation, that's even why we have the seven-day week still. Mm-hmm. What did on the six days God created all things? The seventh day He rested. Yeah. What do we have today? Six. You know, we have the work week. We have. We still have the seven-day week. As much as Satan has tried to change the week, just like he's tried to change the months and the years right. and everything, the Lord has simply Never protected the seven-day week. Seven, we still have it, but that only comes from the week of creation. Yeah. Nowhere else does that come from, but in the beginning, God created the heaven, heavens and the earth. And, you know, sometimes uh, sometimes there are those who will say, well, look at the age of rocks and all that. And there are plenty of stuff to, you know, <laughs> debunk that. But the one thing I did want to say on it <clears throat> is that the Lord created things with the appearance of age without having had to go through that the process of age proof of that is adam and eve they're created as adults right the the trees everything right came into existence whole and functional right and so the appearance of age is simply that it's appearance and Mm -hmm. we could some other time we can get into the the dating methods for right. like carbon uh, dating or something yeah, yeah. carbon dating and like uh, all the uh, uh cool cool uh what, what was that i was gonna have say side note but what were you gonna say uh, like the 
the radiometric um, half-life analysis of various elements yeah. that are used to date rocks and show. I mean, that yeah. stuff has been debunked time and time again. Yeah. For one example, just because it's sticking out. Yeah. Um, they say you get a rock, you send it into a lab, you pay an exorbitant amount of money for these tests, by the way, and they'll give you the age of the rock. Yeah. Right. Uh, but then this has been done so many times they'll get brand new rock out of a volcano and they'll send yeah. it into labs yeah. and they're like oh this is blah 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 millions hundreds of millions of yeah. years old they're like this is brand new right there's but that's how the labs are set up right you can't trust any of that dating right but you can trust in the exclusivity of the bible because it was mm -hmm. written by the eternal godhead who know the end from the beginning yeah. and are omnipotent and perfect. Right. It just makes me think of like, they're willingly ignorant It willingly like yeah. that. going back to that verse, but a side note, um, for anybody wondering, like we are still finding tissue of dinosaurs with, to, to the same right. with nerves, with they're spongy they're, with spongy tissue in, we're still finding them today with viable that, dna that's what gets me it's preserved and that is not possible in a what do we say 4.6 billion or how many billions for, do we, uh, for the so earth they keep changing they it ke they keep changing it right but that is not possible no for a dinosaur who they say extinct whatever their billions of years is mm. there is still pliable spongy tissue and even they're finding nerves in you, these dinosaurs right. and, and even if you consider by their standard the last dinosaur died 65 million years ago the dna molecule has has been shown that it will degrade into nothing within it was either 10,000 or 100,000 years like into nothing it, it'll degrade slowly over that time until it's just unusable you can't even tell it's dna anymore mm -hmm. but the dna that's being found in these soft tissues of dinosaurs right is not just present it's entirely viable it's young yeah, right just by if time were the thing that dna shouldn't even be there after about a hundred thousand years mm -hmm. but not only is it present it's viable you can get right. information off it it's it's whole it's complete and also if you ever if anybody ever wants to do a like want to be an amateur paleontologist or something mm. i've heard some paleontologists say they're like if you really want to find bones bring a dog and oh, then really? they were asked I don't think why i've ever heard of that yeah and they're asked why like well because the truth is many of these bones aren't even fossilized yet they're still rotting the dogs smell the rot through the rocks so wow. you so you pick the rocks wow and you simply find bone mm-hmm and it still smells. Yeah. It's just been in that container right. of rock, so it couldn't go anywhere. Wow. And again, this just, even with dinosaurs or... And that goes to Noah's flood that people are yeah, willingly but, ignorant of. But just another piece of the exclusivity that Jesus said and that's that he taught. But but yeah, it's just amazing. The If you really have an, if you, you know, op if you have an open perspective or open you know open your eyes i guess you could say mm -hmm. but, and, but not purposely willingly be ignorant and shielding yourself to what might be out there but being open to these things okay these these two dudes on on this podcast are saying that god's word is true and it's inspired and it's infallible like 
Do yeah. you know? Look into these things. Do yeah. your research. Don't believe Don't, us. Open like, your Bible. Yeah, go into the Bible and ask the Lord. You know, ask God. Like, are these things true? What? Look into creation evidence. Look in. Like, dig into these things because they are important things. And you know, really, we don't have a lot of time left on this earth. Mm. To you want to you want to find that out now before you die. Basically, you don't want to. Um, be like oh whatever if whatever happens you know i'll find that out after after i'm dead yeah but you know god gives us the opportunity while you're still breathing we all have breath in our lungs today is the day of salvation today is the day to dig into your bible to pray yeah. today is the day to what research Choose you this day whom you will serve yeah today is the day to do it. it's not don't put it off because it, if you put it off you're just going to say okay next week okay next week Mm-hmm. No, and then the enemy is going to come and he's going to distract you with whatever he does in whatever way that he wants to distract you. He's going to do that because he knows how much God loves you. He knows how important you, um, that you have a purpose and that God is calling out to you, right? Like even now as you're listening to this. So please, if you're listening, don't put it off. Like do your, just be open to your research. Like seek these things today while you have breath in your lungs. So that's, that's just what I wanted to say. Um, anything else you have before we end? Well, yeah, what you were saying reminds me of the last comment that I was responding to on YouTube. It was the yeah. the beginning, the first video in the Plague series. Uh-huh. And the guy commented, he was like, there, basically there's enough going on in the world. Let's worry about the plagues once they start. And oh, okay. obviously we don't have the time to go into the plagues today. But my response to him was, by the time the plagues start, it's too late. Right. And none of us want to wait till it's too late before we start taking the Bible seriously, taking our faith seriously. Mm-hmm. There is the the world is going to end. Human history as we know it is going to end. There is no uh, there is no making the United States or any other country great. All nations will fall. Mm-hmm. The only kingdom that will stand for eternity is the kingdom of God and our obligation at this point is to prepare ourselves for the coming of the lord right amen i couldn't have said it better myself (laughs) um but yeah thank you for uh coming on once again thank you (laughs) and uh yeah we're gonna end it here but if again if you have any questions uh, comments anything please reach out to me or um lawrence as well um well, I can put uh, his website and I'll put my email as well in, in, in the description. So of this, in the description of this podcast episode, so you can reach out to us uh, via those, those ways as well. So thank you for listening and we'll see you next time. God bless. God bless.